Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Boardroom Talk, the Investors Chronicle podcast which tests the investment cases of London's listed companies. My name is Alex Newman, a writer at the IC, and today I'll be kicking the tyres of Velocis, an aim-listed outfit focused on converting natural gas or biomass into premium fuel products, such as diesel, jet fuel, waxes and base oils. And joining me to field those questions is Chief Executive David Pommel. Can I start by asking you to give me a bit of an overview of what the company does? and a sense of why it does it? Well, I think uh, Velocis has changed its strategy over the last 24 months and it now is focused, as you said, on the renewable fuel sector. In the past, you know, we were looking to sell our technology through licence agreements. We've decided now to not do that but to actually take our technology to market by developing projects which will build plants in specific markets and that's what we do today. Give me a sense of how you fit into the broader energy market. I mean are you reliant in some ways on an oil price for example? Yeah I mean we are clearly reliant on on oil price as far as our products that we make like diesel and jet and those kind of things so you know unfortunately even we have to work with global commodity markets so that's clear However, what we do that's very different now is the challenge for Velocis having its Fisher-Trops technology and converting gas and biomass, it's ubiquitous. And one of the challenges for us as a small company is to really focus down on one or two key markets where we can really make a difference and really you know, create opportunities which are impactful for, for, for the world, but also really good things for investors to get behind. And so that's why we've really now gone into converting things like woody biomass residues into renewable fuels like renewable jet and diesel. And, and that's really our main focus in the US. But also uh, recently we announced a fantastic project of converting waste into renewable jet uh, in the UK, and we've got some excellent partners there. And obviously, I'd like to talk to you about that a bit later. Sure. I, I mean, you mentioned that this Fisher-Tropsch technology. I mean, <clears throat> assuming as as I am a complete uh, chemistry novice or chemical <laughs> engineering novice, this I do know though is is also used by you know some of the larger GTL players. But you, you're very focused on making very good use of this technology on a small scale. Can you, to a novice or uh, a, a generalist, give me a sense of how that's done and, and where the IP is for you? So, so Fisher-Trops FT technology has been around, I think, since the early part of last century. So um, it was, you know, it's been around. Big companies have taken FT and they've developed their own uh, technologies, BP, Shell, Sassel and, and others. And what they've done is essentially created technologies which can really only sustain big plants. So we're talking multi-billion dollar investments uh, to to build huge plants where that technology makes commercial sense. And so as a consequence, there's only been a handful of plants made around the world because to make those kind of big economics work, you need really large supplies of very cheap gas and other things. And so what we've done as a company is, in effect, shrink down the FT technology to make it cost-effective at very small scale. So that's the big change. And so this is where we as a company are at the vanguard. Of course, there's competition out there, and that's fantastic for, for the world and, and the market. But, you know, we're really in the mix, and we have a great FT technology. And I think that certainly our IP is absolutely around our catalyst that we uh, use, uh, amazingly efficient uh, catalyst, uh, high level of conversion. 
and and also the the reactor itself um which is a, um, a very special kind of reactor which uh, enables fundamentally for this reaction to to proceed at optimal rates but the clever thing about our system is that we can take huge amounts of energy heat out of the system to allow this uh, process to go at very small scale so that's the real clever part and and obviously around that sort of you know nucleus of ip there's a bunch of other things that we know about how to best integrate our fisher trops into other you know other technologies gasifiers reformers and we're actually pretty damn good at that and so as we go forward as a company we are we are looking to take forward all of that capability so if you like i see velocis as the natural owner of taking our technology to market but building these really efficient integrated cost-effective plants which um to be quite honest um we're, we're you know there's even the big majors uh, would struggle to do what we can do and and that's fantastic we have a world class operations capability so not only building these things we have a team who can actually start these things up uh, and uh, make sure they come up uh, and and make these products and that experience uh, Alex we've we've learned through the hard way because we recently brought our Envia Oklahoma plant up mm. uh, it's uh, in effect it's uh, the first smaller scale GTL plant in the world we're very proud of that. And, um, you know, our operations team on the ground have done a magnificent job getting that plant up to up to speed. So that's kind of what we bring, which I think are key success factors for this business moving forward. There's been a very important milestone for, for Velocis as an investment as well, because this is a commercial application of the technology. Can you give me a sense of the structure of, the, of this partnership and... It's it's cash generation when you're expecting it to to actually be uh, be profitable. Well, I think um, if you roll the clock back even 12 months ago, we were really trying to work out exactly what markets we wanted to get into, and you know we put a lot of time and effort. And uh, obviously, North America renewable fuels is a great market, truly is. And we've got a a project now going forward at high speed to financial investment decision at the back end of next year and so if you like we're on we're on that train and so so that's now very different from say 12 months ago we're now in a real program which is driving forward at pace uh, with our strategic partners to make that happen so that's very different and in the uk we've kicked off a fantastic project with some great partners like british airways and suez and so again even though that's at an earlier stage the pace of that project is building uh, a lot. So, so the the dynamic here mm. is, is that we're now involved in two major projects, taking these to market. So that's the big difference for an investor. Is uh, so there's two points here. Mm. Uh, is one we've got uh, our technology working at commercial scale at Envia, which for any technology based company to have that box ticked. It's, um, you know, it's a fundamental shift of gears. And secondly, we are now focused on two projects to uh, to take the UK and US projects to, to market. And so it really is tangible. So the investors, uh, when they put their dollar into Velocis, it's kind of, you know, now they know exactly where that's going because it's a real program that's going to deliver a real project, which we're going to have stakes in these projects and we're going to be generating revenues for having uh, um, you know a modest stake in these projects but revenues through selling our our technology through licensing revenues through managing these projects uh, asset management project management and and also as i said bring in our operations capability so 
if you like, it's real tangible steps to generating revenues going forward. And that's actually very new for Velocis. Yeah. So, I mean, you said these are slightly modest revenues. Should I take it from that that they're not sufficiently cash generative to fund the next project? Well, when I say modest, I mean modest stakeholding in, say, the first project, the second project, is that what we're not going to be is a capital-intensive company where our investors are going to have to stump up the equity to finance these projects. That's what others will do, and they are the partners we're, we're, we're talking to, to now for both these projects. So, so what we're about, as I said, is we are, in effect, the conduit, the business model that drives these projects to market. We have all the capability to do that. And so what we want to become known as the company that if you want to build or if you want to get into the market of making renewable fuels, you come to Velocis because we know where to build them, we know how to build them, we will deliver them. And so our investors get involved with us and they get their investment out X years in the future with an uplift. So that's the kind of reliable driving company that we need to become. And in effect, you know, that's, that is a true differentiator for any developer going into a new market. So you, you joined at the beginning of 2016, then you set about this strategic review. Looking through that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of grand vision there and talk about the, the various applications, you know, five plus years of, mm. of, of your FT technology. And there's obviously not necessarily a bad thing, but can you sort of succinctly boil down the strategy into the next two or three years? I mean, there's talk of another plant in Mississippi already, which well, is obviously going to require a lot of funding. Yeah, I apologise. I mean, Alex, the US venture, Mm. the conversion of woody biomass residues to renewable fuels is actually the Natchez plant we announced recently in in Mississippi. So that really is plant one. It's going to be a 20 million uh, gallon per year plant. Um, We at this stage haven't actually uh, declared whether it's going to be a renewable jet or a renewable diesel plant because we don't need to at this stage. One of the most surprising things we've found is that actually selling our product and the, the RIN credits and the low carbon fuel standard credits associated with our renewable fuels, that's not the issue. So we don't have to worry too much about that going forward. Uh, so it's about actually now getting the program to finance the final investment decision by the end of next year, getting this plant built and then obviously getting the product, the molecules, into the market. So in the next two years, where we'll be with that plant is that we certainly will be in uh, construction phase. And uh, will will it be finished in two years? No, it won't. Uh, We'll be uh, probably another year or so after that. So three years from now, we should be uh, in a place where molecules will start to hit the market. uh, And then, you know, you really truly are Mm. a, a business. Uh, so, so that's really where we are with uh, Natchez and Mississippi. And the UK plant, um, on the basis that it continues to make its fantastic progress with our, with our excellent partners like British Airways and Suez, is that that should follow maybe 12 months, maybe 18 months behind uh, the plant in the US. Um, it could go quicker, but um, being realistic, they're the kind of time frame. So sure. where we are is market entry, introducing that technology to the markets uh, in two or three years time we will be hitting those markets with real product uh, and uh, then obviously uh, we'll not sit on our hands during that three years we'll be looking about how we then will proliferate this technology looking at where to build 
plants two, three, four, and five. Uh, and obviously, our shareholders, our business model is about you know accelerating those next phase of plants. Uh, on the back end of those. And so that's really what the investment case around Velocis is about, is getting behind us to accelerate a large number of plants into mm. these markets, create a material position, and uh, we believe that we can do that. Excellent. This is going to take capital as you flagged in your interim results. You're likely to need to raise additional capital. I mean, Canaccord, I've got their estimating uh, around $23 million, obviously. When and how much it's likely to take and what form the the fundraising you're thinking about and also how much if at all shareholders can be expected to be diluted well there's a bunch of key questions there and i'm not sure if i am in a position to to answer all of that but what i can do alex is is kind of give you a, a reason why we need that finance and the uses of that finance as i said are absolutely every dollar is about how we drive forward these projects. Uh, and, you know, uh, from my own experience, previous companies I worked for, you get into this phase and these projects, if you set them up well, and the, they start to have a life of their own, not an uncontrolled life of their own, but they start to demand uh, money to drive forward engineering studies, um, you know, all the work that we need to do on sites through permitting. Um, you know, we have to procure uh, the licenses of other technology companies in this process. So all this takes money, and that's mm. what, you know, that's what you commit to do if you develop and take a, a proper project to market. And on top of that, there's a whole bunch of other costs which are associated with that indirectly, but fundamentally, most of the money is going into uh, in in the U.S. case, the Natchez project, really into the engineering study. We call it a feed study, which is the final, if you like, detailed engineering study plus or minus ten percent accuracy and cost. Our investors need that before they can really feel comfortable that actually now we understand how much the bill is going to be. Mm. Uh, and then once we've got to the end of the feed study, uh, we will then uh, go into uh, raising the equity uh, from investors at that point. In parallel to that, because we are in this uh, USDA Department of Agriculture program to get a 200 million loan guarantee, which is fantastic for our first plant. Mm. And we're in a very developed uh, relationship with the USDA. Um, we believe that if we go forward and tick the boxes that we know we need to over the next 15 months, um, we, we should um, access that mm. 200 million. That's a big lump of cash to offset our exposure uh, for plant one. And, and so, you know, these are key things that we have to invest in uh, to take to take forward one key aspect of getting the usda to sign off on that 200 million alex is the fact that we have to go through a joint demonstration uh, trial with our gasification partner tri and um, that's kicking off uh, that trial is kicking off very shortly and that's uh, a critical point because that trial will run for a number of uh, weeks and that's about proving that when you uh, put woody biomass in the front end of TRI's gasifier, it makes the syngas that can be cleaned up uh, and then passed into our Fisher Trops uh, Velocis technology, mm. and we make the product that we say we're going to. So, so even though we are highly confident, TRI are highly confident, we've got to go through that. But that takes money, mm. and so you know, if I didn't have to do it. You can be assured I wouldn't do it, but um, these are key things uh, that we have to go through to get that money. And so that's key parts of why we need to look to raise funds mm. in, in the fourth quarter this year to do these kind of really key uh, important things to support the programme.
Okay. Looking back through the history of Velocis, and I know that most of that history, I mean, you weren't with the company, so I'm not going to lay this on your doorstep. But it's always seemed that it's had a, you know, you had fantastic technology, but at some point it has not necessarily been a company that should have been in on an equity market, and that the promises of the technology had troubles in being converted into commercial viability. I think that's, I think it's a fair assessment of the company. I mean, what assurance can you give investors now? This is the point where the technology is going to have a sustainable cash generative uh, application and that it's a company that's not going to need to keep coming back to the, the market in subsequent years. So Veloci's history has been going for, you know, 10, 15 plus years. And, um, you know, I think that what's been achieved in actually a relatively small piece of time by a technology company has been actually uh, quite significant and especially to make the decision to get involved with Envia Oklahoma in that Envia joint venture to showcase the technology which we're now doing uh, are fundamental things and I applaud the decision of the board and the previous team in what they've achieved over that and I think that you know like any company you know when you start to grow up and you go to the next phase you've got to shift gears and and I think that certainly because the market arbitrage of low gas price high oil price to sell a large number of licenses uh, into that market it doesn't exist certainly not today not to mean it won't exist in the future because uh, we have to be nimble and if that ha- opens up then clearly i'd be the first in the queue to sell a license for my technology but i think that certainly the realistic way forward is that we've got to do it ourselves. and i think by taking control of the business model by driving our own projects into market is absolutely the surest way of making sure our technology gets into that market, we, we attract the right strategic partners, and we therefore have best chance of generating significant revenues. The markets that we're going into are actually quite stellar. Mm. And, uh, you know, just for example, the, the, the US market, um, the, the renewable fuels, jet and diesel in those markets have significant credits which are attracted through the EPA, through the RFS process. Uh, we attract uh, the highest, if you like, valued credit called the D7 credit in the USA for our renewable fuels. And also uh, we attract credits from states like California, Oregon and another 15 other states called low carbon fuel uh, standard credits. Those combined on top of the cost of our fungible product means that the returns per gallon are absolutely stellar and we have every right to be the natural owner of that product to create a material position and it really makes the economics of our plants um, highly attractive even our first plant always plant one is difficult even first plant is is very attractive and um, we know that plant two three and four will become even more attractive Mm -hmm. as we can then bring in uh, lower cost debt into the future projects. But also as a company, we are strategically going to be working with our partners to get down the cost curve to ensure that, you know, the cost of these integrated Mm -hmm. plants become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And, And so I'd like to say that, you know, there's a lot of great developers out there in the world. Many of them in this area have tried really hard and a lot of them have failed. And I think that while we're different, I think that we bring to the table a really big company strategic approach, 
but we're nimble in how we do it. My background is very much in the downstream of a large corporation. I'm building a team who have real relevant skills of doing this and have worked for big companies. So if you like, the approach of how we build our strategy, how we bring in strategic partners, is, I think, a very mature way. So we can sit across the table to large global energy companies and we have actually a symmetric conversation with them and not an asymmetric one because the way that we approach business we're in it for not plant one we're we're building strategic partners that will be on a journey for plant 20 plant 30 and that's the approach david thank you very much and thank you to whoever's listened to this podcast if you'd like to listen to more of our podcast please go to acast itunes or the investors chronicle website